This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Hey, welcome to Gen Z Money. I'm Glenn James. Today, I'm joined by Alex. She's a good friend of the podcast world that we run here, and we're talking about trade-offs, and this is just amazing. Like, there is so much gold uh, that comes out of Alex. And yeah, I just want to really encourage you with your money, but we can't do these podcasts without our friends at Shopback. And I'm always skeptical when I hear of new brands, right? I've kind of said it before, we do screen a lot of our show partners to make sure they are legit. And when I first heard of Shopback, I actually sent a, uh, a message to a, a group message of mine, and there's a couple of girls in there. I said, hey, has anyone used Shopback before? Like, I've never heard of it. Anyway... Karina and Beck both jumped in and were like, yeah, we use it all the time and get legitimate cash back. So for me personally, at the time, hearing uh, my dear friends use it and actually get legitimate cash back, I think it's a no-brainer because you are shopping online anyway. Install the app into your browser and start getting cash back today. Thanks, Shopback, for being part of Gen Z Money. And don't forget to click the link in the show notes if you are looking to get started with Shopback for a little bonus. Hello, Australia. Welcome to Gen Z Money. Today, we're joined by Alex, good friend of all the podcasts that we do around here. We're talking about trade-offs, big and small, and what trade-offs that might be in your life. Alex G'day. Thanks for joining us again. Hey, Glenn. Trade-offs. Maybe if you want to start, I don't know, coming out of high school or how do you want to pluck this chicken? Well, I can definitely talk to some of the trade-offs that I have made in my life, like you said, both big and small. Mm. I think a big one did come when I exited high school and made the decision about what I was going to do with the rest of my life or how I was going to kick off my adult life at least. And there was a big decision to make about university, whether I go, what I do, where I do it. And I think I made probably a, a what seemed like a big trade-off at the time about what that lifestyle would look like. And I made the decision to stay at home, live with mum and dad, go to university locally and spend a lot of my time working. I think there was a pull to move somewhere else to go to university, have this awesome life, live on campus, party and, you know, live the live my best life. Mm. But I really had a strong pull to kick off being an adult, start making money, save for things, save to go on holidays, to travel, um, but also to get really stuck into starting my career. Yeah. And I guess like this is more like if you're listening or watching on YouTube, hello, you're, we're talking about Alex's story. And so that's number one. So if Alex says something, it might not be for everyone, but what can you, I think we can always glean stuff from other people's stories. So, just like from what you were saying, like you come out of the gate strong, like you wanted to set your life up, blah, 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 where for me, I really didn't know what I was all about until I was 25. So, I think it's probably an example of male and female maturity. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. So, what did you want to do in year 11 and 12 or where was that at just before you left school? Before I left school, I think I had this image of a glamorous lifestyle where I worked in a creative industry or where I, you know, made clothes or wrote magazine articles and, you know, went to events and 
did all that really fun stuff. But I think the older I got and the more I asked people about it and I started going to uni open days and talking about talking to people in those industries, I realized that it wasn't maybe all it's cracked up to be. And living that glamorous life that you see other people living maybe wasn't necessarily attributed to the job they did, but what lifestyle they were able to finance by the job that they did. Yeah. And so did you have gap year or anything like that? I didn't. I went straight into it. I think I was in still in the right mindset to study. Um, high school hadn't burnt me out. I had a really great high school experience. But if high school has burnt you out, it's not a, the wrong decision to take a gap year. Sometimes you do need a bit of a break to figure out what you want and can continue on the next year with what you really want to do and do that with intent. Mm, I love that like intent. And if it's just that you don't, from my experience in life, and yeah, absolutely, I'm not a Gen Z out loud. I'm Gen Y, you know, millennial. And the reason I'm doing this podcast is to maybe have the conversation and the platform for those who are in Gen Z to start their life strong financially, like mindset-wise, career-wise. So, back to that intent, I think it's so cool that you might say, no, it is my intent to have a gap year. It is my intent then to go to uni or it is my intent to go overseas for my gap year and then come back and go to uni. Whatever you want to do, hang your hat on it and be okay with it and tell everyone else to shut up. That's right. And you'll find their influences in your life who say, I don't think that's the right thing for you to do. Are How you do lying? you know? You're not me. <laughs> exactly. But if you're not confident in why you're doing that, it's going to be really hard to convince the people around you, like your parents, like your friends, like your career advisor, about why you're doing that. So really think about it and be confident in that. Mm. Push that. Tell other people exactly why you're doing that and get them on board for it. Mm. And so you, I guess your intent was to start your career strong. What were, if you could distill... I guess, some mini trade-offs versus the big ones. You talked about the uni lifestyle, um, but just maybe some other little trade-offs or big ones, whatever. Yeah, so around that uni lifestyle, the little trade-offs that I made, I guess, were picking up extra jobs. You know, I think I worked five or six jobs at one point and working, you know, more than full-time hours because I wanted to make money to you know, spend it basically mm-hmm. to have a good time. But it meant straight after a tutorial, I was off to a job and then there was another shift later that night. And I probably didn't get to go out as much as others, other people did or, you know, spend time just, you know, sitting around and chatting to people in the library. That wasn't really uh, what I was interested in doing because I had a job that I wanted to go to that I knew was going to finance my trip to Europe in six months. Mm. So there were little decisions about taking on more work, you know, committing to a university degree that didn't require me to be there 16 hours a week. It was more like eight. Yeah. And I think like with the trade-offs, like there can be some forced trade-offs in your life. So if you had a home situation or if you're living at home and you might have a relationship with your parents that are far from healthy, like that could be a forced trade-off where you have to leave home, you have to work, and if you did want to go to uni as well, you not, won't have much time to be socialising. 
That's right. Or maybe you don't even have the luxury of being able to go to university straight away. Maybe straight out of high school, you have to jump straight into work. And I think people are a little scared or concerned that they they might not be better off because of that. But there are so many people out there that didn't jump straight into uni and are doing really well now. Um, you know, my best friend waited a few years and did university um, by correspondence and it has an amazing job and has all this life experience and work experience that her employer loves. So there are different pathways and I don't think that you should feel like you're going to be worse off because you can be even better off. Yeah. And I, I say this almost every episode, but it's like in your 20s, as long as you stay out of jail Stay off being addicted to drugs. Don't get pregnant unplanned or don't get someone else pregnant unplanned. You'll have the most flexibility. Um, But again, if it's a trade-off that you want to start a family when you're 21, totally fine. But you know that starting a family when you're 21, 22, it does mean there will be some other big trade-offs. Absolutely. If you have the luxury of living at home, don't underestimate that mm. because there are so many people out there that don't have that luxury of having a safe, welcoming home life once they become an adult. If you have that, take that because th- there is so much flexibility that comes with living at home. Even if you pay board, mm. you know, there's still so many expenses outside of that that you don't, you know, that you don't incur by by living at home. There are so many things that I got to do and was able to do because I stuck it out at home. It really isn't that bad. Your parents are great people. So, yeah, yeah, give them them a bit of, um, you know. A bit of grace. Exactly. Yeah, it's so wild. So, what do you think? So, the biggest trade-off you've made, if you were to summarise your biggest trade-off, what was that? I think career. Yeah. I have a fantastic career now and I'm so happy with the work that I do and the lifestyle that it affords me, but it probably wasn't the career that I had in mind when I was in high school. It's not particularly glamorous. Um, What did you, like, your big career in high school was? Well, I had a project that we did in year seven and I still have the poster in uh, in my wardrobe and it said, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And it's mine said that I wanted to run a hotel or a resort or something. I think I had literally just got back from a resort holiday with my family. So yeah. that was front of mind. I think um, a magazine editor was, you know, big or you know, working in fashion. Mm. But I quickly realized that it's, a, it's tough going and I wasn't passionate enough about it to pursue it. If you have a passion and it's, you know, your number one focus, then go for it. But if you feel a little bit wishy-washy about it, I think being more flexible in the career path that you take and not having your blinkers on can open you up to so many different opportunities. Or if you're 100% not clear, keep your money agile, keep out of debt, keep um, just keep your options open for as long as possible. Yeah. And you can make that decision um, with the degree that you pick at university or the tertiary education that you pick or the uh, job that you pick outside of after year 12 or after high school's finished for you, you can really keep your options open by what you pick. Yeah. And I think it's funny, like when you're in year seven, like your career, there was, and I might be reading into it too much, but there was this level of project management to that career choice. 
And now you're basically in a different industry, but still doing that project management. And I think that's me lending to my skills and understanding what my personality is like and where I perform best, I guess, and being agnostic about the industry that that relates to. And Mm. that's really been paid off for me. Yeah. And I guess like with your career, but you've also almost really project managed your life since high school really well as well, because it's like you worked hard, nailed a degree, uh, saved for a bit of a house deposit, went to Europe, did some study there. You've come back, you now, I don't know, going to phase two of, you know, in your twenties. That's right. I think anyone that knows me knows that I'm a planner and that, um, you know, everything's worked out in, in advance and I know what I'm doing. But I, I also think that if you can pivot mm. and and change the direction, accept what, what happens and the circumstances that you might find yourself in and just, you know, readjust and move forward with that. And I guess as a bookend to this conversation, if I'm just thinking now, like, you've played to your strengths the whole time. And I think a lot of time in society and school and uni and uh, powwow stuff, it's like, let's do a personality profile and let's work out your weaknesses and let's strengthen our weaknesses. Where the older and maybe more jaded I get or lazy I get, I'm like, stuff the weaknesses, let's double down on the strengths. And if your strength is being in the creative field and your rubbish at project management, for example, that's awesome. Double down on your strengths. So forget your weaknesses. Be aware of your weaknesses. I think you need to be self-aware enough to know that you're not great at X, but you can kill it with Y and go and slaughter everything with your strengths. That's right. I think that comes from confidence. The older you get, I think the more confident you are, but the more that you can see past your weaknesses, not look at them as obstacles, but really draw on your strengths to find success. Totally. Well, you can find Gen Z Money on Instagram. And thank you so much, Alex, for sharing a little bit of your story. You're welcome. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respect to their elders, past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorized representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289.